Hello, Homeschool Mamas. Welcome to the Homeschool Mama Self-Care Show. I'm Teresa Wiedrich from CapturingTheCharmLife.com. Homeschool Mama Self-Care Podcast is for homeschool mamas looking for a self-care strategy, or a few, so we can tackle our homeschool challenges and turn them into our charms. In this episode, I get to introduce you to a homeschool mama you need to know. Her name is Isis Loran. She's a homeschool mom of four that lives in a mountain valley in BC, Canada. Her family spends a lot of time in nature because they also homestead. This is her fifth year homeschooling and she writes on naturehomeschool.com, offering curriculum reviews, book recommendations, and she's writing nature unit studies that will be out this year in 2020. So welcome, Isis. Welcome, Isis. I'm really glad that you're here for my very first interview on Homeschool Mama Self-Care. So am I. This is my first experience uh, podcasting, so I'm excited. Of all the self-care discussions that I get to have, this one is especially meaningful to me because I tend to preach on repeat to get outside because the value of getting outside can't be emphasized enough for me. I think there's fresh air, there's exercise, watching stuff grow, and just generally attuning our hearts to nature. It's, I think it's pretty profound. And I think my mom would think that was hilarious because I didn't like to go outside when I was young. So tell me about your family and about what you do. So we have four kids and we have been homesteading and living in BC uh, for over 10 years now. Um, our kids are very involved with our garden. We take our kids out um, on nature walks and hikes a lot. We go canoeing as a family. Um, it's not always been easy because in the last 10 years, there's been lots of pregnancies and littles, but we've managed to get outside quite a bit. And luckily we live in a very beautiful place to do so. Yeah, I was really pleased to meet you actually um, online. I was kind of like an online stalker of you for a long time. <laughs> Your garden blog was beautiful, and out of all the blogs that I found online, yours was the one that I had latched onto, and then I found out that you were actually living in the very same town as me, so it was really cool. And yeah. now, now we live really close. Yeah. So you have three daughters and a son, and they are all of uh, younger, younger than mine anyways. How old are they? Um, so two and a half is our little boy, and then we have a four-year-old a seven-year-old and our oldest is almost 10 in just a month she'll be 10 wow, <laughs> which is crazy. <laughs> so tell me about that you got into homeschooling um after you were starting to homestead um yes we did actually when our very first garden we actually found out I was pregnant like three weeks in <laughs> and yeah. I planted so many greens and kale and lettuce and I could not eat a thing. <laughs> I was like appalled <laughs> from the morning sickness. So it was kind of ironic, but uh, yes, we've had a garden every year since, since uh, my pregnancy with my first. And um, uh, yeah, so we ended up homeschooling her um, from the beginning because at the time we lived on the side of a mountain and it was like a two kilometer walk down the hill to get to the bus stop. <laughs> and I also had a three-year-old and was pregnant. So I was like, nope, <laughs> that is not happening. So uh, we started homeschooling. Would have been a great story for her when she grew up though. <laughs> I had to walk <laughs> two miles down a mountain. <laughs> yeah, just like back in the day. <laughs> so what, what's kept you into or in homeschooling? 
Um, we actually, we moved two years after we started homeschooling and um, our oldest, Daralea, she did go to public school for I think one and a half days. Um, I went there for half a day with her and then she had one day without me there and I just, it felt rushed and hurried and all the kids were showing wonderful behavior. <laughs> it just wasn't the life that I was kind of striving for. I liked um, a more relaxed living and more freedom and she also has problems with focus. So I think that we give her more time at home to be able to take longer than she needs to. So, yeah. Yeah. And I bet the nature aspect has really helped her or how do you see that as influencing her? She grew up in nature. Like she, like I remember her as a baby, like she would spend, like we would go for big walks every day to just burn out some of her, her energy. Um, so I don't know, all of our kids have just been very in nature since day one. Um, and we've been lucky to live on acreages in both of our locations, um, actually, in both of them, we've been able to walk to a forest. Um, and here where we are now, we're even uh, luckier because we can walk to the river. So, um, yeah, yeah, our kids have lots of real life nature, hands-on experience. And so you incorporate it as um, part of your homeschool. We do. Yeah. And like, it's funny, I don't plan when I go out the door, I'm not like, hey, this is this season, we should be studying mushrooms, for example, we just walk out the door. And because we have, um, <clears throat> we're in a mountain valley, we can kind of see some changes in landscape from the river versus the forest versus, you know, um, the open land. And we just look around and our kids just are very inquisitive. They ask a lot of questions. So we do lots of discussions. We just kind of look and do lots of observations. And when we come home, we can kind of look up some of the stuff that we've seen or animals or birds or um, anything like that. So are you self-described Charlotte Mason or your own? Friend? I would say, yeah, I would say we're like eclectic for sure. Um, we're about a third Charlotte Mason, a third Waldorf. And I do like some of the classical sort of traditional stuff as well. Um, but definitely like heavily Charlotte Mason influenced for sure. Yeah, I think the longer we get into homeschooling or the longer we're homeschooling, the more eclectic we get and we just kind of create our own version of whatever we made and however our kids engage and whatever interests we have. No, and that's great. Like child-led learning is really great. Like we have lots of days when we have structure and we have some days that are very open and unschooly looking because it's just, it's nice just to go with the flow and go with the kids' interests if it's very strong that day. Other days they're very bored and I'm like, okay, well, let's bring out the bookwork. So yeah. 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 Familiar. Yep. So what kinds of things do you do related to nature? Like when you're outside and you're canoeing or you're, you know, walking along the river, what kinds of things do you encourage the kids to notice? Or is it their natural bent to do that sort of thing? I think at this, like our kids have, I've never actually had to point out too many things. If I see something, then I'll, like if we see an osprey flying above us, which is actually surprisingly nicely common here. Um, well, you know, I'll make an, an observation of that. But our kids actually are very aware and they've, they've been really good at just like picking up rocks and and just playing lots of play so much play outside um but yeah they they're very observational like they just they observe things before I even need to say them most of the time so that's really good yeah it's a beautiful place to live and it really is a lovely age to homeschool it's very fun they're, they're always yeah. very interested and curious mm -hmm. now you have four children so I can imagine that even though you get to get outside an awful lot you also have probably some serious self-care needs at this point you've had yes <laughs> a long time what is self-care? Um, I'm actually, it was a few months ago when you started mentioning, I think even like last year, you were talking about writing a self-care book. And that's when I realized I really don't spend any time scheduling that in. And if I don't write anything down, 
in anything in my life, it becomes like zombie mama bis. So if I don't write things down, it doesn't happen. And I just, I am guilty of not scheduling in enough self-care for sure. So your goal is to schedule it in. That's the way that you include yeah. it. And now the kids are getting to a certain age. Like it's always hard when you're pregnant or you have, you know, have nursing or just having littles. Um, our youngest now is two and a half and he's, you know, you're starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Like it's, I'm starting to like have more opportunities to schedule that in. Um, the big challenge for me is being an introvert and I want quiet. I want everybody out of the house <laughs> really, um, which is hard to do with so many people. Um, around uh so i'm not like hey let me go to town and go to a you know a yoga class or something i just like to me i want quiet um inward time and journal time and book time so um absolutely i was a home or a, uh, an extroverted mom to start with and i think after 11 years i'm definitely on the introverted side though myers briggs doesn't think so but <laughs> i trying to find time with um people outside the home if it's not the fedex guy or the fedex person that you're inviting <laughs> for tea <laughs> Yeah, You know, I think people are so worried about homeschool socialization for the kids, but sometimes I think they should be more concerned about the homeschool moms. Well, and I find too, like I've, I know a lot of homeschool moms and we take turns looking after each other's kid, but then in doing so, we don't end up connecting or having tea or having those conversations about homeschooling or life. So, um, I find that, yeah, like it's, it's, um, sometimes you end up not necessarily connecting with other homeschool moms in terms of that. But. Absolutely. It's an intention for sure. And it, it's more challenging though, when your kids are probably, I mean, I guess it depends on the child, but definitely under five, it definitely yeah, is challenging. <laughs> the amount of times I'm saying, well, I can't really go do that because it's nap time or yeah, like it's, again, I feel like this next year is going to start going a little bit smoother and I'll start having more time for, for lots of different things. So absolutely. And it always does happen that way. And when people say that, you know, the years or the days are long, but the years are short, it's almost getting to be like spoken too many times, but it really is true. It happens yeah. just very quickly. Yeah, I'm told that a lot and I'm trying to remember that, that it's a short lived period. Um, but yeah, sometimes it's hard when you're in the middle of the trenches. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, people will say it's all or none too. It's pretty intense. And then it starts to dissipate. I can see it in my life right now. But with four kids and your youngest being two and a half, your oldest almost 10, I'm guessing your, your 10 year old probably helps a little bit with the younger kids as well yeah, she's really good like she yeah. she's got a big helping heart like it's just her personality um when she was little she would carry around two baby dolls everywhere she went and it's funny she's grown up to be like that loving caring kind of individual so she's very helpful so last year we were talking about self-care then and you were saying that you weren't really sure you had any self-care practices are you're starting to instill those self-care practices now yeah, I'm trying to go for more nature walks. For me, ever since I was a kid, I would actually go for walks by myself and I just needed that quiet. Um, and it's hard to do in the winter because, you know, I don't actually have snowshoes. Maybe I should get some. But um, I find in the winter, it's a lot harder. In the summer, I have um, my garden. It's my little kind of quiet self-care zone. Um, but in the winter, obviously, I don't have that. So. Yeah, I was walking on the canal today and falling into knee-high snow. I should have been wearing snowshoes. But I can't imagine walking a dog um, in that kind of snow with snowshoes and four little kids. I think yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> it probably doesn't. stayed inside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
So um, what are your unique self-care challenges at present, besides the fact that you obviously have four little kids or younger children? Yeah, I think having the littles is one. The introvert thing definitely is is a thing. Um, and again, winter, again, <laughs> is yeah. a challenge. Because I, in the winter, like, I don't like driving if the roads are really bad, because we live out of town. Um, so if the roads are bad, I'm not driving to, you know, have my self-care somewhere. Um, and yeah, it's a lot harder to get those quiet walks or that quiet uh, nature escape. So Absolutely. Um, I was, yeah, winters are definitely the challenge. <laughs> yeah, I call it the slump month. Um, but I think it's more like the slump season. season. I, thought it, I thought it was the first year or two um, that I just was like, maybe I don't want to homeschool. But then I learned everyone feels that way around January, February, and actually possibly everyone feels that way around January, February, but especially when you're with your kids, you can sense their boredom and the gray skies outside, and it's just so blah that you're like, oh, I don't want to do routine, I don't want to be inside, but I don't want to be outside. Yeah, no, it's definitely, February is a hard month for sure. This is actually the first year that I've homeschooled that I haven't wanted to not homeschool, so that's, that's <laughs> yay, yeah, you're, you're going there. You're figuring it out. You must be figuring something out. Yeah, so I'm trying to be more relaxed. Like you just, you've got less pressure. You know, this is my fifth year doing it now. And uh, I definitely feel like there's less pressure to be perfect or to check off everything. And uh, Absolutely. Expectations are probably the biggest issue for any of us. Yeah. Well, it takes a few years to know what kind of style or feel or how your kids learn or what you want or how you want to teach. So um, yeah, it's a lot easier to love homeschooling or enjoy it when you kind of get into a better rhythm of it. And I think there's seasons of it too, where you kind of hit a wall at a certain point um, or a few certain points yeah. and you realize, geez, I, I don't know what I'm doing here, but I don't want to do what I'm doing. And that's okay because then you switch gears and you find another way to do it, or you find a different approach or you let, let yourself relax a bit and not have such great expectations. For sure. Yeah. What kid stage have you found to be the most challenging to enact your self-care? Is it pretty obvious that it would be the Definitely top? pregnancies and the nursing. The first like year and a half was for me definitely the hardest. Um, and also like for me, like I just in the last couple of years, I've actually been the main person working from home. So for me, those months were very hard to add self-care when I'm trying to to work and homeschool. So that was definitely a challenge to add self-care in. Yeah, that is a big responsibility to be the sole um, provider and to be <laughs> caring for four kids and homeschooling. Yeah, last year was eight months of that and I definitely burnt out by July and I took a few months off and uh, I'm only just starting to get back on my feet and start making like self-care a priority again. So, so in your ideal world, what would you do for self-care strategies? Um, walks alone. I love, I don't know why, or just sitting on a beach, um, looking at water. I just feel very calm. Um, and to me, like, I just, I really crave that quiet calm. Like some people for self-care, I'm, I'm not sure what other people are like, but I just, I have a quiet soul. I think, um, I book time. I love journaling a lot. <laughs> and we have sat on a beach together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We should sit on a beach together alone. I know. In silence. <laughs> In silence. <laughs> What areas would you say you grapple with the most? So challenging negative thoughts that pop into my head would definitely be um, the desire to work from home, but also wanting to homeschool 
Um, so that division between what I want as a human being and as an individual versus what my mom personality type has to be and become. Um, and then not having enough time for that individual me to focus on work um, versus really, I mean, the kids are only little for so long. So you want to enjoy um, them as much as possible. Um, so that's one definitely like kind of thoughts that I struggle with. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Such a challenge, really. I think there's almost um, some of us start earlier and some of us start later. I was definitely a later woman that becomes aware of you know our identity is not just homeschool mom we are other identities we are different people we're not just um, an identity based on who we're related to but we came into this world with different interests and passions and we were meant to do different things throughout life outside of mom and that's really probably interesting for some people to hear me say because I came out of the womb wanting to be a mom and I started planning when I was really young but to create your own identity outside of homeschool mom but still be the homeschool mom at the same time that's a real challenge what would you say would be an approach to dealing with that challenge hmm (laughs) I'm still working on that think that I'm trying to definitely try to live in more in the moments and appreciate Oh, it's tricky. I think balance is something that every mom struggles with or every family struggles with. And it depends on the season in your life. And I'm slowly getting better at like embracing those different seasons. I took some time off too. So having time off to find that balance and then getting back into something once you can give it more balanced focus. What is balance? Isis, tell me, tell us all. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Um, Because kids always, it's their go-to. They have needs. They, they have wants. They're just kids. They're not just being selfish, demanding things all the time, but they, they do always want stuff. Well, especially when they're young, like they, I snack, I swear. I just like, all I hear all day, can I have a snack? And you're like, I just gave you a snack. (laughs) (laughs) And what, what are you to do? Because it's not just them that has needs, but um, we're human. And though we be mother, we are not everything to everyone. Over time, I've given, um, luckily my older two now, uh, that they're seven and almost 10 are starting to, to help out and become a bit more independent. And I'm, I've managed to get them to like get the littles breakfast in the morning. That's been like a game changer so that I can have a bit of maybe a semi coffee. And I remember those days. I actually remember it was only within the last year that my now almost 19 year old said to me, do you remember mom when we would wake you up in the morning and you were like so growly? No, no, I was always very warm and gentle. Someone had this idea once upon a time though, to put an alarm clock in um, a younger child's room, like not a baby, but um, a younger child's room and let them, leave the room when the alarm clock went off so put a snack or some sort of dry breakfast cereal in the room with toys and books and whatever and then tell them that yeah at 6 30 you can leave the room and come say hi to me and I think it's a brilliant idea and it would totally have worked with one of my four children it's funny our um our seven-year-old she loves alarm clocks she doesn't have a life that's ran by one so she was fascinated by alarm clocks and having to set her alarm and and uh turn it on and wake up 
So for Christmas, she ended up with an alarm clock and I think she lasted like a week of setting her alarm and turning it off, which is like, this is silly. <laughs> but I just work to wake up when I want to wake up. <laughs> what would you share as a simple self-care strategy for our homeschool mama listeners this week? A simple self-care strategy. Oh, I think bath. <laughs> to me, that's the simplest one is like, unfortunately, to turn on the TV and say, hey, I'm having a bath, make sure everyone's had a snack. And then just have like, I think I usually get 10 minutes, which is not much time at all. But I just sit with a book and have some 10 minutes of mama self care. <laughs> Absolutely. That TV is underrated, really. It is. And like, yeah, when our kids were younger, we tried not to use it often. But unfortunately, it's just it's that little tiny break that sometimes makes you less cranky. So absolutely. Having a television for really specific reasons. I mean, Curiosity Stream, there's Netflix, there's Knowledge Network, there's all sorts of interesting educational stuff. And also there's stuff like you know, I don't know, is Dora on anymore? I think I'm out of touch with that. They did start doing a new one. But yeah. <laughs> I think I heard that Dora grew up, actually. There's something about yeah, yeah, I actually, there's a new movie out, and it's apparently really intense, and like Indiana Jones type <laughs> Dora, so okay. we haven't seen I'm not recommending Dora. Is Barney, <laughs> Barney yeah. still? No. Okay. Wild Kratz actually revamped themselves, and it's really cool. I love Wild Kratz. That was yeah. awesome. They become cartoons and, and teach lots of cool stuff. So and Mr. Rogers returned. How much fun is that? Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> what would you tell a new homeschool mama about her self-care strategies? I would say try and relax a little on the homeschooling perfection because that stress itself will make you need more self-care balance. And then just to try and make it a priority because life is going to get so busy. And if you don't write it down, it's just, um, it really... I feel like it doesn't happen. There's some really good books that I really liked. The Unhurried Homeschooler is one of them. The Brave Learner and Teaching from Rest. And those three books really just, for me, helped me relax my view on homeschooling and um, reduce my stress a little bit. <laughs> I love The Brave Learner. I can't, I can't get enough of Julie Bogart. Every Wednesday for the first uh, probably four or five homeschool years, you could find me at Starbucks with a pumpkin spice latte and a scone and my journal and my pen because those were my hour and a half, two hours away from my kids. Where do we find you Wednesday evenings? Oh, probably doing laundry. Wednesday's laundry day. <laughs> <laughs> I started having one laundry day a week because I got sick of doing it every second day. And I was like, nope, I'm going to do it one day a week. And yeah, that's, that's Wednesday for me. <laughs> Unfortunately, I do listen to a lot of podcasts though. Like while I'm doing laundry it's, or any house chore, I find that podcasts have definitely been the, the enjoyment into that. So. Absolutely. Podcasts are my thing, even when I'm not interviewing or doing, you know, putting it out <laughs> myself. So where can people find you online these days? So I've been running Nature Homeschool for a couple of years, but mostly active on Instagram. But I have started blogging again on naturehomeschool.com. I'm doing a lot of curriculum reviews. And actually in the next month here, I have my first nature unit study that I'm launching. It's like a Charlotte Mason inspired um, but secular um, unit study. For our listeners, I'll make sure to include your links in our notes on my blog, www.capturingthecharmlife.com. Isis, thank you for joining me on my first episode of Homeschool Mama Self-Care. 
thanks a lot for having me, Teresa. It was wonderful to be here. And I'll maybe see you next week on the playground. Sounds good. Take care. I would love to hear more about who you are, you as a homeschool mama, who your kids are, what part of the world you're in. I would love to hear why you chose to listen to a podcast on homeschool mama self-care and what you'd like to get out of this podcast. My goal in this podcast is to equip you with self-care strategies that will help you turn your challenges into your charms. <laughs>